One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hi everyone, it's Jack Heskin Taylor here. Just a quick message for everybody that listens to our podcast. Me and Joe McCarthy are now going into business with a new business partner, Paul McGee. So me, Joe and Paul together have created Vine Street Investments. So Vine Street is going to be a brand that we're going to be pushing a lot more. And we're also going to be changing the Jack and Joe Show brand into the Vine Street Property Podcast. So please keep your eyes peeled and listen out for um, the new Vine Street intro, which will be coming on soon. We're just going to do a couple of episodes first and keep the Jack and Joe Show brand going. And eventually we will phase that out and it will all become the Vine Street Property Podcast. So please keep your eyes peeled and we look forward to bringing you lots more content. Welcome to the Jack and Joe Show. We talk about property, business and everything in between. Hosted by Jack Heskin-Taylor and Joe McCarthy. Sharing the stories of entrepreneurs, property investors and our journey to health, wealth and happiness. Welcome to another episode of the Jack and Joe Show with me, Jack Heskin-Taylor and Joe McCarthy. Today we are here with Dugard Property. How are you guys? Hi, Thanks for having us on. Great, great. Um, just maybe be good to, to kick it off with a bit about your background. Um, some people who've liked the page and listened to the podcast, they may not have, have heard yourselves before. I'm sure a lot of people will off on social media. Um, but yeah, maybe just give everyone a bit of a, a bit of a rundown into your background and, and, and what you do. Yeah, cool. Shall I start? Yep. Okay, so yeah, I'm Hannah Robson. So we, well, my background is really boring. I've been in IT for pretty much my whole career. So project management and in the more recent years, account management. And I still do that as a full-time job. Um, George's background is way more interested in than mine. <laughs> yeah, so mine's pretty much, uh, I was in the law, so I was in the legal sector. Um, and then... It was something I didn't want to do like for the rest of my life and I actually put a post out on this today, uh, pretty much saying how I jumped out of the, the law because it wasn't something I wanted to do. And it, you know, it, it just was long hours and for someone else's pockets just wasn't what I wanted to do. So I went off traveling for a while. And when I was over there, I got into project management of refurbs, but also quite enjoyed the hands on like of it as well. So I got into plastering and rendering. Uh, I know it's a complete uh, complete jump there, but um, but yeah, and that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty much my background before property, and then um, yeah, that that's my me before property. But the way that we got into property um, was pretty much through uh, reading tons and tons of books. We've actually got family members who are in the property industry mm. as well, so we bounced a lot off them. 
Um, and yeah, I'll let you speak about some other ways we got into property. We kind of stumbled across a YouTube video. Um, it was a Samuel Leeds one. It was about deal sourcing. And we watched it and we were like, oh, this seems quite fun. And then that kind of spiralled quite quickly into us non-stop being on YouTube and then attending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> watching everything. And then we started booking onto free courses. Then we were reading books. And then it just got really addictive. Um, but as we say to everyone... I'm really impulsive and George is the opposite. So we toyed for ages. Do we take the jump? Do we go into property? Do we, don't we? To the point that I was like, I've had enough of this. We're giving her a go. So I opened the yeah. business and sent George a screenshot and was like, right, let's yeah. go in. Yeah. <laughs> I, literally, I literally received a screenshot of a company's house saying, do got property limited is active. And I was just like, right, we're doing it. Let's go. <laughs> Brilliant. So you've a good balance between the two of you, so. Yeah, definitely. We always say if I was left my own devices, I'd probably just end up in a load of trouble. And if George was left to his own devices, he'd never get anything done. So. Yeah, never, <laughs> just, yeah just overanalyzing too much. So, yeah, it's definitely a good, good balance between yeah. the, the both of us. Yeah, 100%. Excellent. Nice, nice. So what makes up most of your, your day-to-day tasks now? What, what's, what's the main sort of focus for the business? During COVID-19? Uh, just in general your sort of plans now your, your strategies and, and what you're doing going forward yeah so you yeah so our, our, our main strategies we have uh three main limbs to the business there are other little uh you know sister parts but the three main limbs to the business is the sourcing business um there we then have the portfolio building so that's our own company where we're building up our assets um, and then we also have the service accommodation which is rent to service accommodation business as well so, yeah, they're the three limbs of our business. I think we're most well known for our sourcing company because that's how we started and how we built our brand. Um, but as you know, you, when you get to know everything in regards to, to property, you like to build up your own portfolio. And that's what that's what we're doing quite heavily now. And also the rent service accommodation is a lot for the, the cash flow reasons as mm-hmm. well. Um, but also we're going into buy to essay as well. So it was a good foundation learning within rent to essay. Yeah. And, and also yes. we're, we're now sourcing the rent to essays as well. So, you know, it's funny how you, you do one thing and then you can bounce onto so many different avenues. And I think that's like something that is with business generally, isn't it? You, you open one door yeah. and then another one comes open and then, and then you get ideas for more things as well. So, so yeah, they're the three main limbs of our business and the things that we focus on most days. Isn't yeah. It? Okay. okay. Nice. What's um what's taking the lead? Is there anything that takes up the mo- the most of your time, or something that you you enjoy the most? So I think up to restrictions, sourcing was kind of we were running full pelt of that. We've got yeah. more investors than we've got deals at the moment, so it's literally like running around like headless chickens trying to make every investor happy. Um, and our as George mentioned, our goal is is assets our what we want is to be building our own portfolio and kind of the reason deal sourcing with the route we took last year was because of we wanted to build a pot of funds that we could then invest ourselves so sourcing's always been our main focus and still will continue to be our focus but our focus now is more on scaling the sourcing business and bringing on employees and, and growing that i think for us now we're starting to put plans in place and how we build our portfolio so we're looking at looking into SAS pensions uh, we're looking we've 
speaking to investors at the moment on doing joint ventures or offering fixed returns. So there's quite a lot going on at the moment, isn't it? But it's all really exciting. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, that Hannah's pretty much answered the question. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So in terms of the source, and then do you mostly source direct to vendor, or is it agents, or maybe a mixture of both? Yeah, I'd say eighty percent of our sourced properties have come from agents. And it's just building those relationships with agents. Yeah. I mean, it's to the point now where even during COVID-19, we've been able to get the keys to off-market properties quite a lot. I mean, we've viewed about seven properties just off-market during COVID because we've been able to get the keys and go and view them. So, yeah, agents is a, is a big thing. And I mean, you know, they they have about 95% of the, the properties on the market. So if you're not going through agents, you're missing a trick completely. Yeah. But yes, we do have direct vendor as well. And the way we've sort of got those properties as well is just through social media and just putting ourselves out there, telling everybody what we do, telling everybody we're a property investor. So then if someone has a property that they have a problem with, they can come to us to solve that problem. Mm. So, yeah, we have had properties, um, you know, direct to vendor and off market as well. But it's not really been through much direct to vendor no. advertising. It's just been through throwing ourselves out there on social media organically. Nice. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's pretty much the way we've been yeah. getting our deals mo most of the time. But but what I have heard is that, and we're going to implement very soon, is that uh, Facebook ads are really good for generating leads, and they're almost like the modern style of leafleting that that a lot of people say. Um, and yeah, we're going to definitely focus on that because we've got a video that we did uh, professionally with a videographer just before lockdown, and we haven't been able to finish it yet. So hopefully yeah. when uh, when the lockdown restrictions are lifted, we can we can finish that video and get put in the Facebook ads out. Excellent. Thanks. And in terms of um, when you're dealing with the agents and building up that initial relationship, um, have you came across like common objections? You know, if you're walking in off the street and you could be like the tenth person that was you know walking in that day, how did you handle that, or how long did it take you to build up that relationship with the agents? Yeah, it's exactly as you said. I think there was a lot of resistance at the beginning. A lot of, oh, just another sorcerer who's come off a course. I'll see them once and I won't see them again. There <laughs> <laughs> was a lot of that at the beginning. But I think when, well, George does the viewing. George is the more hands-on side of the business. But I think the following up with the agent, getting their personal cards, contacting them weekly. I think it took about maybe six to ten weeks and then yeah. they're like oh okay they're sticking around yeah. <laughs> these are uh, <laughs> these are actually quite annoying <laughs> <laughs> and then um it, it's building on from there then so i think do you want to so I think, yeah, staying in touch. A lot of the, the agents now, George has that direct numbers too, and we'll just WhatsApp every now and again saying, is, is there anything available that doesn't do much around? Have you got stuff? And I think the the purchasing, it's not just the case of saying, oh, look, we've got loads of investors, we'll buy all your deals. Yeah. It's been a bit more subtle. It's been like, look, we're looking for this one thing for this one investor at the moment. So it's a bit more like feasible. And then you would you buy a property and you complete a property, then you go again. They, they you start to build a track record with them then. They see that you're not just not just talking the talk, you're actually buying the properties and it's all going through smoothly and it is easy for them, which makes them then want to work with you again in the future. So yeah, yeah. I think it took 
six to ten weeks to really show them we're legit and then probably maybe about another two months after that to really become good friends with them almost yeah it's building those relationships as well it's not just all about business it's about showing your personality as well and when i'm in viewings like i video record it all so my viewing is pretty much at home (laughs) i obviously do the things that i need to in the property like fill the walls and stuff but I, may, I spend most of my time on that viewing, cracking jokes and making relationships with that agent because, you know, I, ongoing, I want to I build that relationship so they pass properties to us. And yeah. then, like Hannah said as well, when you show that you're keen and you're putting in those offers and you're actually going through with what you've said, mm. then that is the relationship building. It's that along with getting your personality across. And before you know it, you know, um, you're getting deals, a deal flow then. Um, but we definitely do have agents still to crack it oh, yeah, around 100%. where we are. But there's, you know, we've yeah. got quite a few agents on board now, which is uh, which is really promising. And I don't think you're ever going to get every agent, but having yeah. like a good three, um, it's kind of all you need. But there's still loads. I mean, God, there's so many agents, isn't it? But it's like Jules just said, it's it's putting in offers, but making sure you're putting in realistic offers as well. Like a lot of people, everyone still talks about all money out deals, no money down deals, and they'll probably calculate the figures and then go in and put a, a, an offer in 50% lower than what the asking price is. And they're just going to not take you seriously then going forward. So mm-hmm. it's having calculated offers, but making sure they're actually reasonable as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think some of, them, some of the stuff you said then definitely made sense when we started off potentially wasting a bit of time just going into as many agents as we could in one burst and just say we're looking for anything anything that we can add a bit of you know put some margin in to make a profit or flip on or yeah we made that mistake a little bit um maybe we should have been more specific on what we were looking for um we, we've, we eventually got there we sort of got got speaking to one or two more agents more often and going in looking for specific deals but yeah we wasted probably quite a lot of time at the start didn't we joe yeah maybe doing that we did say once we when we first started we were so overly excited we thought we were going to source every strategy in every location yeah. we were planning on traveling up and down the uk like <laughs> <laughs> can do that yeah so i think we learned the hard way as well yeah we, at first we were planning on um basically traveling up to leeds and places like that um getting a deal and then putting it out onto a mailing list with no one we've ever spoken to before <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah you soon you soon learn that it's not going to work and uh, you know like we didn't even know that south wales was a really really good area for investing so hannah knows hannah's welsh and hannah knows south wales very well but she didn't know it was good for property investing so we were going to go up to leeds <laughs> <laughs> okay. nice so, well, so for anybody watching or listening that, that may may not know what is your speciality what, what's your area that you're sort of focusing on so for our bespoke clients, we focus on South Wales. Um, we kind of specialise in the buy, refurbish, refinance, uh, flips or turnkey buy-to-lets. Those we do kind of more so in the valleys because they have the cheaper entry price, but they still have really good rent and that's when BRRs work best. Um, but yeah. we've, now, we've, we've now branched into rent to SAs as well. So that's more in Cardiff and Newport because that's where the kind of SAs work best in the city. So that's yeah. that's what we focus on and we have also been looking into because we're so into service accommodation at the moment we've noticed how good it is yeah. um a lot yeah. of our clients who are bespoke clients and um, we've we've put, pretty much put the plant in the head and we've said look there's there's this uh, you can now buy a property in somewhere like newport where you're going to get a bit more capital appreciation but you're also going to get uh, more of a cash flow because we mm-hmm. can we can use it as a service accommodation 
So, um, so yeah, we've started uh, branching into buy to SA as well now, yeah. which is a, an absolutely, well, it's a brilliant strategy and mm. so lucrative. I was going to say, how are you going to structure that? You're going to, um, is the, the event, sorry, the investor going to purchase the property and you'll take it on a rent to rent, or is that, you, would you set up a JV and then potentially do a profit split? How, how, how do you think is the best way to, to work then? I think it really varies on our investors. So, obviously, both clients will kind of almost shop to what suits their requirements and their budget. I mean, it, it would be amazing if they could do a BRR and then we would rent to rent. That would be yeah. fantastic for both parties. We will probably only take on one or two more rent to rent because then when we want to start buying to essays ourselves. But I think if if the client has the budget to do so and the appetite and we could buy refurbished refinance to SA, oh my goodness, their returns are just we're looking at at the moment and it's just it's just insane the returns that yeah. we have on it and it's just the multiple exit strategies as well because if you're going to like a city for example say cardiff newport swansea or something like that and you've got all those different exits if you've got a good deal like you could be if it was a scenario you can flip if you, if you want to flip you've got then got rent to sa you've got rent to hmo you've got rent to single let uh, sorry, buy to, yeah. <laughs> not rent to, buy to. And then you've got all those different exit strategies. So you're covering yourself on every single angle. Yeah, mm. yeah. definitely. It's something we were actually looking into as well was buy to SA, you know, with the capital allowances and just, yeah, it's just so beneficial, you know, if you do it right. That's, that's as well, yeah, definitely the capital allowances. 100%. Yeah, I didn't know what that was until Joe told me. I just couldn't believe it when he, when he explained it. Yeah, it's a good thing to say to the landlords as well about all the capital allowances when you're taking it on as a rent to SA it's an, it's an advantage to them as well so it's a good yeah. way to when you're taking on a rent to SA to actually pitch that to them obviously yeah. you pitch things to landlords like your property is going to be kept in a showroom condition you're going to have a yeah. long term contract you're going to have no voids but also the capital allowances they'll be like a spark will go and they'll go oh yeah mm. so uh, so yeah it's a good it's a good way to get yourself rent to SAs as well Excellent. Yeah, with the um, service accommodation, are you going to manage yourselves? Are you going to maybe do a couple first and then push it out to a management company? No. So we've got, well, we've had one running since maybe beginning of February that a management team yeah. run. Um, yeah, they managed everything. And we picked up keys to have a new one last week. That's due to go live this Friday. And again, the management team's running, running that. They're just yeah. so good at what they do. Like, for example, if... When our first Rent to SA went live in February, it was literally just before, I think we'd had a couple of weeks and then COVID hit. And I think if we were self-managing that, we wouldn't have any bookings because we would have wholly been... Um, yeah. Wouldn't have gone... What's the word? Wholly be... I'd been reliant, reliant that's the word. <laughs> On Airbnb and bookings.com. And we with obviously yeah. some of them enhancing bookings, we would have just been out of pocket whereas our management team they're so on the ball they knew how to react they knew how to adapt they'd already built this contact list of direct bookings and key workers that they just literally said don't worry sorted you booked out till the end of may and it was like oh all right well that's one less thing to worry about we don't do a thing is they're an amazing they stay bc and newport if anyone ever has any essays down in south wales but they're incredible so i think even if we go on to do buy to essays as we planned on just be handing it straight over to them it's, it's all about our goals as well for example our goals are, yeah. to f- are freedom 
And at the end of the day, if you're managing a service accommodation unit, you haven't got freedom. You've constantly yeah, been messaged by people in that service accommodation unit, especially if you've got five units as well. Yeah. You're just going to be yeah. all the time. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, that's something that we're definitely going to outsource. And I know that it takes up quite a lot of the revenue, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, uh, it's what you value and we value time um, and we value using that time on other things. So, yeah, we, that's definitely a part of our business that we're going to outsource yeah. for, you know, indefinitely. And, I mean, we are not morning people. So if we have people following us <laughs> at 4 o'clock in the morning because something broke or they lost their keys, they'd be waiting a long time. So our reviews would plummet. Yeah, we've been been there, done that, made, made that mistake. Not not, uh, not a mistake, maybe just a learning curve. We yeah. Yeah. try to manage multiple units ourselves. Um Took up a lot of time, didn't it, Joe? Yeah, big time. Like it wasn't at the stage where we could uh, financially kind of employ someone to do the day-to-day runnings. We're at the kind of gap. I think it's like we only had um, three units that we were managing, and it was just you know we didn't want to scale it because it just wasn't the avenue we wanted to go down. And we had the exact same kind of yeah. you know idea as yourselves, wanting that freedom and being able to work work on mm-hmm. different tasks. So that's what we're doing now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like we we still have a couple of units, but we're kind of. We're kind of phasing out. We're kind of phasing it out. We're just trying to focus really more so on the on the estate agency and the deal sourcing. Um, so, can you maybe talk about maybe uh, some current projects that you have going on? Yeah, do you want Yeah. So at the moment we have a property in uh, Triorki that's just going through. It's going to take. I think it's about a week left of conveyancing. Um, so I don't know if you know, but Triorki actually got High Street of the Year in the whole of the UK recently. Did it? Yeah. So this as currently got High Street of the Year. <laughs> The day after we um, we got offer accepted, so we yeah. got <laughs> we're going to increase their price. That's good <laughs> timing, though. Yeah. I know, absolutely amazing. So that's um, yeah, that's a buy refurbish refinance. Yeah. So that's uh, for our own portfolio. We're looking at another one at the moment for our own portfolio with a JB partner. Mm. Um, on top of that, as we just spoke about, we've got the service accommodation unit. Yeah. Um, that's being set up that's supposed to go live on Friday. We're actually looking for another service accommodation unit. Um, and on top of that, it's just the sourcing deals going through. So we've got about five, yeah, five or six going through. through at the moment. And one, one, two of them are set to complete next week and we're yeah. project managing them um, through the refurb and everything like that. And then there's going to be the others that are going to come through as well. And then obviously we're still working on our sourcing company and yeah. you know the deal flow and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's pretty much what we're working on at the moment. On top of that, we've just taken on three mentees as well um, nice. because yeah. a lot of people were messaging us, asking us, like, how 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 to be a deal sourcer and what's the step-by-step process. Well, if I had to give you the step-by-step process, I'd be here all day. <laughs> so what, what we've done is because we were getting messages like that all the time, we've said, like, um, we've said we'll, we'll bring, a, you know, take on a men, uh, some mentees and um, and yeah, we we don't want to go. We don't want to take on any more than three, four, five. No. I think five's our max because we want to pay yeah. our full attention to it. And it's also not our goals. Um, it's not our intention, but we like helping people. So yeah, we're helping them. We're helping people in that regard as well. So there's, that's yeah. our main things going on at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, something that I'm working on um, for us, which is really exciting. So I don't know if you're familiar with SAS pensions, yeah. but I'm currently like. Well, luring my dad and my mum in to make family <laughs> trust the Family sauce. Yeah, I keep promising them I'm going to make them rich, but I need their pensions first. So I'm <laughs> looking into that to understand it. And then, you know, as George said, there's a 
with the, the lockdown's given us a lot of time to actually plan and work out what we want to do and how are we going to achieve our goals because sourcing we were just running around like headless chicken so we're putting yeah. plans in place now to actually onboard VAs and look to take on employees which is really exciting yeah we, yeah we've um our first employee is actually going to be Hannah's sister and she's yeah, really excited out. about that so <laughs> that she's going to be involved in the rent to SA side of things whereas we're going to try and free up our time for a VA to be focused on the BRRs because BRRs take a lot more time up because of all the refurbs yeah. and everything like yeah. that. And just a lot more questions as well, to be honest, and a lot and a longer process as well. Rent to SA is a very quick thing. Yeah, um, yeah that's pretty much our, our sort of short-term, short-term goal. Yeah, yeah, we fought like cat and dog all our lives and now she's going to come work for us. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, any uh, hiccups or any learnings along the way? Oh, quite a few. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, one, the one being when we first started thinking we could take on every strategy and cover the UK, that yeah. was just madness. So definitely the the learning of master. That's another thing, isn't it? it? Kind of a tip we say to everyone is don't have the shiny, the shiny penny syndrome. Yeah. So work down your goals, find out your why and, and stick to achieving that or become a master of that before taking on something else because of otherwise you just become a jack of all trades and you don't really take any steps forward. So that's because of wealth find on feet in the beginning. And um what are some of the other stuff that we talk about when we um, had a bit of a falling out with power team? Yeah, so I mean we've been we've been quite fortunate that we've only had one kind of fallout. Um we had a deal that we'd secured for a client through someone who was part of our uh, part of our power team and that we were quite close to and really respected. And it all just kind of it, the deal ended up falling through because they'd gone down with it with another buyer. Um yeah. it was the way it was handled. We wasn't told, our investor was told directly. We'd already yeah. secured the deal. He'd already started instructing people. It just, it was all very, we took yeah. it quite personal because it's the first time we'd experienced any fallout. And we, yeah, just, we were a bit emotional towards it. Um, time has gone on a bit now. So, I mean, we're okay with it, but that was really hard. Um, but I think there was a lesson learned in, even though they're a power team, if, um if they don't work then kind of replace them I think to begin with we were quite concerned with that didn't we like we'd made this power team and oh my god what if something was to happen so we learned a lesson there yeah and yeah. just direct to vendor sourcing it was direct to vendor so that was a lesson learned on how to how to take that forward definitely a big thing for us at the beginning as well was it's the it's the I say it on a a lot and I preach this a lot on social media it's pretty much the go for no mm. I mean I had that planted in my head pretty much now and it's just the fact that, you know, property is a numbers game and you just got to go for no and just celebrate those no's because you know that every single no is just one step closer to a yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I repeat that to myself all the time. Whenever we get rejections, it's just like, it's not just rejections on deals, it's rejections on anything. It's just, right, we've been rejected, let's go again. Right, we've been rejected, let's go again. And it happens. Um, yeah. but you just can't fear those rejections you just got to feel the fear yeah. and do it anyway but that's yeah. what you don't get taught on courses you get you go on courses and you yeah. hold that pipe dream <laughs> so when you come out and you've been promised you're going to be this amazing deal source or investor and you're going to get all these all money out of deals and all of a sudden you've had like 20 no's in a row and you're like i wasn't expecting this ready to give up definitely yeah I was just going to say, have you got any tips for anybody, anybody that's starting out that maybe you know might reach out to you um, to become a mentee, 
or may reach out for, for a bit of help and guidance and getting started? Is there any any books or any platforms or any people you'd recommend speaking to? I know a lot of people try and start starting deal sourcing because it's mm-hmm. obviously lower entry, don't need as much cash. Um, is there any advice for anyone getting started? Well, what, one big thing we always say is, um, this isn't to do with books or anything, but don't compare yourself to others yeah. because you'll see so many people on social media and stuff and you'll see they, they put a lot of the positives out and you'll yeah. see all these things and their highlights and stuff and you'll be thinking like, why am I? Why haven't I done that? Why am I not at that stage? But you've got to understand that everybody's different. Everybody's in a different situation in their life. You know, they might, um, you know, they might live at home and get things done for them by their mum and dad or something yeah. like that. Or they, you know, they might not have bills to to do, yeah. or you know, might not cook their own dinners. There's so many. There's, this is just yeah. examples, though. There's so many different things. They might yeah. have a full-time job. They might have kids. There's so many things, that factors that, that need to be taken into account. And you need to make sure that, you, you know, you're happy in what you're doing and only be in competition with yourself. Yeah. That's that's yeah. a big thing. But in regards to books, a book that really helped us was the, it was Property Magic by Simon Zucci. Yeah. I thought that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a brilliant that. book. Um, but it's also, it's just watch, uh, listening to podcasts. You pick up so many different things, tuning into people's lives, um, yeah. you just never know what's going to come off listening to a conversation like there's so many different little tips and tricks yeah. that you've learned isn't there and watching youtube videos as well like they're awesome as well and um and networking is a massive massive thing network as much as you possibly can because like i said even like on podcasts you pick up things and you never know what's going to come off a conversation you just never know it could be anything yeah and build a brand i'm surprised you didn't say that one. Oh yeah of course <laughs> build a build a brand um <laughs> Build a brand's a massive one. Yeah. So, yeah, put yourself on every single platform, at least, you know, you're going to have your favourites, but every single platform has mm-hmm. its own purpose. So, yeah. like, for example, Facebook's great for building a community of people and people that can help you along the way. You've got um, Instagram, which is obviously really good for documenting your day-to-day journey and getting your personality across and your face on the camera and also content providing content um and then you've got things like twitter which is really good for sales and finding investors so yeah get yourself on every platform i'd say that's that's definitely our top tip okay that's great so where where can people get in touch with you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's pretty much dougal property on everything so we're on facebook dougal property instagram we're now on youtube as well though we haven't put much attention there yet um George Dugard and Hannah Robson on LinkedIn. I think that's pretty much everything, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. And yeah. then, yeah, just just our own personal Instagrams, which is just Lord George Dugard. Lord. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was a present I bought in. I I regretted the moment he opened it. Yeah, she bought, <laughs> the whole. I've got the actual certificate and everything. Lordship. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and anyone on the website does contact us through the website, they'll come straight through to the inbox that I'll pick up. So yeah, plenty of routes to contact us on. Excellent. Okay. Happy days, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Great. Thanks for coming on. Bye. 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 We talk about property, business, and everything in between. Hosted by Jack Heskin Taylor and Joe McCarthy. Sharing the stories of entrepreneurs, property investors, and our journey to health, wealth, and happiness. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.